This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just go in prayer. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your mercies and your goodness. I ask that you speak through my, my lips and think through my mind your very words and give us hearing ears what you're uh, given us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. I, we're kind of on a new series. And, you know, I've been praying. We've been praying about outreach. And how many people realize that, that there's, there's a lot of seats in here? Amen? Amen. And what we need to do is we need to bring people in. And I realized something as a pastor. I realized I've been just... Has anybody ever just kind of lay back and just... And, and, and you know, you're blessed... But, but, you know, I, I've been sort of on a maintain mode. Have you ever just maintained? And, you know, you, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to maintain. We're supposed to be growing. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, start growing. And so we don't want to maintain. You know, it's good here. You know, God is, has blessed our church. We have faithful people, faithful givers. You know, I look around and... Uh, even though we don't have the numbers uh, of people here, uh, we have really faithful givers. Uh, you know, we, we're able to do water wells. We have, we're able to, to reach out to other nations and uh, we're able to maintain our building and um, you, you're able to maintain my salary, glory to God. And, uh, you know, you guys are givers. But, you know, I think sometimes we can be more inside minded than outside minded. And I think what we need to do is we need to learn to reach out. That's why we're, we're reaching out on Friday night. And uh, we want to reach out to our community. Amen. Does anybody know anybody that, that might need Jesus in here? Amen. Amen. So we need to start reaching out. And, you know, uh, I've been thinking about that. And, and normally we, we, we used to do Saturday outreach. We're going to go back to doing Saturday. How many people are interested in doing Saturday outreach again? Okay. I didn't get any hands raised there. Amen. I, I'm trying to get a list here. Nobody's raising their hand. Glory to God. I got one hand. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. We'll go out. And so we're looking at <laughs> we're looking at doing Saturday outreach. And we really want this to be a, a community thing. We you don't have to, you know, we just want to make the first Saturday each month a Saturday outreach and we don't, you know, like we may go out into the neighborhoods, but you can make that Saturday. You can go to your neighbors. You can make that. You don't, you don't have to. We don't have to meet here specifically. But I want you to start thinking outreach. Somebody say outreach. And I'm telling you, God is so good. And, you know, I, you know, it's funny because we think we can just pray people in. We think we can just say, God, just send them in, send them in, send them in. And, and there is a part of praying uh, for our family. And, and really, I, I just just finished a series on prayer. Amen. And uh, but but and we need to pray. I'm going to say this. We need to start interceding for those people around us that we know that need God. Amen. And we need to pray that God moves on their hearts. Anybody have any family members that need God? Amen. Hallelujah. And that pray and we need to break the power of Satan off their life. And ask God to give them, give them the gift of repentance. Amen. And then, then, then ask God to give you an opportunity to minister to them. 
You know, this week, uh, I'm going to get in my message here, but this week I was thinking about outreach. I, I got so fired up, I went out and did some outreach. And God put it on my heart to go over to the, over here, and there's some shops over here. You know, there's lots of strip shops, you know, with um, you know different businesses. And so I said, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to introduce myself as the merchant pastor. And uh, so I went out there, and I went to every little shop. There. I think there was like maybe 15 shops over here. Um, in, in the strip shop area, and um, I went to the smoke shack. And, you know, I'm not, uh, anybody ever seen the smoke shack? Amen. Amen. I'm not a smoker. And uh, my, my grandfather died of lung cancer. He was a smoker. I remember we used to, b- before, before they had the Surgeon General warning, my mom used to buy him cigarettes for Christmas. You know, he, lo- he loved to sell them. Amen. And uh, but then the Surgeon General came on and said, this could cause this could be hazardous to your health. And my my grandfather died of lung cancer. And we believe that it may have been because of, of the cigarettes that he smoked all his life. He also liked his pipes as well. And so I, I've always been kind of, you know, I always didn't like I didn't like the idea of, 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 of people smoking because it can destroy your life. But I went into the smoke shack <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was, it was very interesting. First time I've ever been into the smoke shack as a pastor. And there was a young lady there and um, and her name, I think her name was, uh, I think she said Sam. I think, you know, uh, I, I think it was Sam. And and she was by herself. And I started ministering. I said, I'm, the, I'm a pastor here. I got a church right down the street and we're just getting started. And I just wanted to let, introduce myself to you and give you a card. And do you need prayer for anything? And she said, yes, uh, you know, I have a friend of mine that just lives in a different state. That He was in the wrong place at the wrong time and he got shot. And, uh, and, she, and she allowed me to pray for her. Amen. And I believe God touched her. Glory to God. And, you know, and so and so, I, you know, it's amazing to me, you know, you know, that that there's people out here and I think we can get tunneled vision. And I think that we can get so self-absorbed in our own life. We forget that there's a lost and dying world out here, don't we? Amen. I, I think I think most Christians don't witness. I think they did a poll and most Christians, you know, don't even has never, you know, won a person to the Lord. Amen. And then the second person I went to was that was a was a, like a little furniture store. It was really tiny. And the guy was sitting in there. I went in there. He was the owner. I started talking to him and he has problems and he was telling me about all his problems. And we were talking and I ended up leading him to the Lord. And I had him, you know, I prayed with him, glory to God. And he was going through all kinds. When people have a crisis, they're looking for Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. And I was able to have, you know, you know, to pray for him. And I'm thinking, I was thinking about what Jesus said, you know, that, that the harvest is plenteous. And the harvest is white unto harvest. What does that mean? It means there's many people out here that need a word from the Lord and you are his ambassadors. Are you listening to me today? Look at your neighbor and say, you are a witness for Jesus. Amen. And so God, God has called us to be a witness. And I just kept going down and kept ministering to different people. 
through there. I, I prayed for this one lady that's the owner of a, a, a hair salon over there. And she's going through back surgery in two weeks. I was able to pray for her, believe in her for a miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you. And, I, you know, I think some of us are we're trying to find some joy. We're, we're trying to get some some joy of the Lord. And I think that there's joy we know not of. In other words, I think God wants us walking in so much joy. He wants he wants he wants us glowing for him. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And I really think what what really gets, you know, uh, the heart of God, what touches the heart of God is people, people. God wants people in the kingdom of how many people believe that, that God wants people in the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, we just got through a prayer uh, message and you know I talked about prayer I didn't, I didn't hit on the Lord's prayer but on the Lord's prayer it says our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name and then the next thing it says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so what is he calling us to he's calling us to get the kingdom into people's lives are you hearing what I'm saying? He's calling us to get the word of God. See, listen, you're the only Jesus they may, they may ever see. Amen. What do you mean by that? I'm not Jesus. Where you, well, Jesus is living in you. Amen. And, you know, the Lord's been revealing to me, I need to be nice while I'm out there. <laughs> Amen. You need to be a nice person. You need to learn to be nice. If they don't like you, they probably won't like your God either. Okay. If people, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I really think that there's a joy that God wants us walking in and we settle into just trying to take care of ourselves. But we're not just called to take care of ourselves. We're called to, to, to be a blessing. We're called to be blessed and to be a blessing. Are you hearing what? I even went into the tattoo parlor. <laughs> and I went and I said, where's the owner? I want to talk to the owner. And uh, I want to get a tattoo that says born to win. No, I'm kidding. But uh, anyway, and, uh, you know, I'm not against tattoos, but I was talking to this guy and I'm telling you, he had a pretty cool tattoo. Probably he had a lot of stuff in there. It looked like a little museum in there. And I said, I'm just a pastor. I just wanted to, do you need prayer for me? He said he didn't need prayer, but I gave him a card. And you never know when he may come to a point in his life where he might need God. And I talked to him a little bit and tried to pray for him. But he said he didn't need prayer. But then I just just kept moving on. Amen. Amen. So God, God, I prayed for this one lady working at this one shop. She said, I need to get back to church. And I prayed for her that she would have Sundays off because she works every Sunday. But she said, I used to go to church and I need to go back to church. Somebody say, I'm a witness for God. Amen. And I'm telling you, when God, when you start going out and doing stuff, stuff like that, you, it, it's purpose. God has given us purpose. It's not just for us just to live our lives and just try to survive. No, we're, we're, we're here to thrive in the kingdom of God. He wants us bringing the kingdom into, you know, the, our world, wherever our world's at, into our neighborhoods. Amen. Some of you probably don't even know some of your neighbors. Okay, I won't go there. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to, to, to start reaching out. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the purpose of our church and uh, give you four keys to the purpose of our church and go into a little bit of a message today. Uh, number one, the purpose of our church is to, is to get people saved. 
Amen. In other words, we want people to know God. Amen. That's the reason why we, we pray. A, I pray a general prayer. That's why we're right now we're on uh, we're, we're streaming live right now. We don't know how many people we have close to 200 people on our Facebook. Somebody say, wow. If those 200 people would come to church, that would be even more. Wow. Amen. So 200 people in, on our Facebook account. That's pretty awesome. Considering our, our church, we run about with, with kids and everything. With all, if everybody showed up, we would have 70 people. Glory to God. We have 140 seats in here. If, if everybody showed up, we have room for 70 more people. Glory to God. Can, anybody, can somebody say, Wow. Amen. And so we, we want to get people saved. So number one, uh, the first key to Exceed Life Church is to know God. Mark 16, 15. It's the Great Commission. And Jesus says, and he said to them, talking to his disciples and talking to us, say, I'm a disciple. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. <coughs> He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Amen. And so, you know, you know, listen, it, it's not it's not up to you to get somebody saved. Can I say that it, it, you're you're not the one that's it's not even up to you to get somebody healed if you prayed for them. It, our part is the faith part. We just do it. And God's part is the power part. We we step out in faith, but then his grace can come in. My part is to step out in faith and then God's part is to do the grace part. You see, when Peter was on the boat and uh, it's a familiar story, but when he was on the boat, he saw Jesus walking on the water. And he said, if this be you, Jesus, bid me to come out into the water. And so, so, so Peter did his part. He walked out onto the water, but, but, but God did his part, kept him up on, on, on the water. In other words, Peter was doing the impossible, but he did his part. He walked. Now, if he never got out of the boat, then God couldn't do his part. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, if we don't get out of the boat and we don't start doing something, then how is God going to do his part? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, you know, I, it's interesting to me. I, I said to um, Yen, I said, you know, we haven't seen a vi- I don't think a visitor's come out in like weeks. I can't remember the last time a visitor's come out. Can I just get honest today? Amen. And I'm like, as a pastor, that, that kind of concerns a pastor. Because, you know, I'm here to see people get set free. I want to see people healed. And I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. Thank God for the home, folks. Amen. And, uh, and so, but, 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 but I want to see people come in. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, and when we, we used to witness, uh, the people that we witnessed to didn't normally show up at the church, but God would start sending other people in when we used to go out. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And I said to my wife, you know, I said, there's going to be people that's going to come out to church on Sunday. And she said, how do you know? Because I went out witnessing this week Amen. and God's going to move on some hearts and people are going to come out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And people have come out today, glory to God. And uh, why? Because I believe, you know, you reap what you sow. 
and you start sowing good things, you start sowing and witnessing for the kingdom of God, God will start expanding this community. We need to expand our family. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, I'm not preaching this to get you all, you know, to, to make you feel bad. I'm trying to encourage you that we have purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have purpose today. So, so in Mark 16, 15, he said, go. You know, that's, you know, God, G-O-D. And the first two, two letters is go into the, into the whole world. Preach the gospel to every good creature. What is the gospel? What's the good news? It's the good news that Jesus paid the price. God is not mad at the world. Amen. No, God loves the world. He's not mad at sinners. He's, he, you know, why we were yet sinners, the Bible says Christ died for us. No, he already paid the price. He wants to let the world know all they have to do is come to him. Their, their sins are paid for. This world's sins are already paid for. But we got to let them know that, they, that, that God is, there's an invitation for them to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And they don't have to pay for their sins. Thank God for that. Our sins are, have been paid for on the cross. And so that's why we have right standing with God. Number two key why we exist as a church is to, is to find freedom. How many people have been coming to this church and have been set free of some problems? How many people are still dealing with problems? No, I won't go there, but <laughs> uh, we all got problems, right? But hopefully as we come to church and the word is being preached, that, that, our, that, that our problems are getting less and less. Hopefully we may come into church broke, amen, maybe in debt, but in the process of learning about how God wants to bless us in our finances and in the process of learning about giving and receiving. In the pro I'm telling you, when people start coming in here, I've been getting reports. People would come in with bad jobs and, and, and pretty soon they would be getting better jobs. And pretty soon God will start prospering them financially. Hey, are you hear what I'm saying? Can, can I attest to that? I have people that come in and their business was like just just surviving and now it's thriving. Can, can I get a witness in here? <coughs> so God wants to bless you. He wants to bless. Why does he want to bless you? So you can be a blessing, not just for ourselves, but no, no, we're called to be a blessing to others. So 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 find freedom. And so that's the number two key in our church is to find free, is to set people free from problems. Amen. Maybe there are people that were having marital problems in our church. And as we as we preach and teach on marriage and we've done that a few times, you know, uh, ho hopefully it's straightened out some of the marriages. and You guys are still together. Glory to God. And so we've been seeing relationships being restored. Through that. But once we get fixed, then we're, we're supposed to come, come out of that and start helping other people get free. Is this helping anybody today? Because, you know, you got purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, you have purpose. Again, we need to realize that we have purpose. And it says here, find freedom. Amen. And so, and so, uh, so Jesus actually says it this way in, in John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So listen, the word of God is the most valuable thing in the universe. And the word of God will set us free 
from any issues that we may be dealing with. I know we're all in a process of being set free more and more. Glory to God. You know, you know, I think the longer we're, we, 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 we are Christians, I think the closer we should become to God and the more like God we should become, the more like Jesus. We should be looking more like Jesus the longer we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We should look more like Jesus. In, in other words, the fruit, we should be walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, joy, patience, and all the rest of the fruit. <laughs> Temperance, meekness, and self-control. Can somebody say self-control? Amen. We have self-control. And so, so really, so number one, know God. Number two, find freedom. Number three, uh, we want to we, we discover our purpose. That's the reason why we have classes. And that's why we, 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 ha- we have membership class. Because we want you to come in and we want to talk to you about the church and how it operates. But we want to uh, help you discover your natural gifts and your spiritual gifts. Do you know each one of you have natural gifts? Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Some of you can do some things that I can't do. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's quiet in this church today. It's some of you, and, and, and I can do some things maybe you can't do, but when we come together, I'm telling you, it makes an explosive force for God. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And see, God created each one of you with your unique personalities, with your unique natural giftings. You know, like my mom, she can bake a cake. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? I, I don't know if I can bake it, but she can bake a cake and take it to the next door neighbor and let them know Jesus loves them. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know if that works for me. I don't know if I can bake a cake, go to my next door neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. That's not my gifting, my calling, but, but she, she loves to bake. She loves to cook. God will work with your natural giftings to what? Enhance the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Boy, I'm, I'm preaching better than your amen and glory to God. What am I saying today? How many people want a little bit more joy in their life? You know, when Jesus sent the, the, the people out, he sent them out. You know, I was thinking about that. Jesus actually sent his disciples out to go witness. He sent them out two by two to go witness. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? He, he, they just didn't sit around in a circle and pray to God that people would come their way. No, they went out to the people. A lot of times I think we get, again, we get religious. We're thinking all we have to do is just call them in. That's part of it. But we're going to have to go out there and get them, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Is this, is this resonating with anybody? So he sent them out. And what was amazing about this is that he sent them out. And they went out and they prayed for the sick. And they cast out. How many people would like to cast out a devil out here? No, okay. And they cast out devils, glory to God. And, they, and, they, and, they, and Jesus said, tell them the kingdom of God has come to them. See, wherever you go, you're bringing the kingdom of God to people on this planet. You're bringing, why? Because the kingdom of God is in you. You're greater than you think. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have, you have God Almighty residing on the inside of you. I'm telling you, this church is going to be a force. See, the, the devil's like, oh, man, I got that pastor laid back. He's not, he's, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's thinking everything's okay. Listen, I don't think everything's okay, man. I, I'm thinking, man, I, not, everything's not all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. 
If I'm not comfortable, God's not comfortable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We can't get too comfortable in our Christian walk. We, we can't. That, you know what happened to, to the Christians, uh, the first Christians in the early church? They, they, were, in, they were in Jerusalem. They, 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 were, uh, they were there and they, and, and they didn't move out of there. God said, I want you to go all the world. And they stayed in one spot until persecution came. And then when the persecution came, then they started dispersing out of that one area. But they were happy with where they at. They were like, they were, well, we're, we're good. We're in the safety arc. We're, we're, we got a good church. The pastor's, you know, somewhat anointed. Yeah. Are you what I'm saying today? And, and, and he doesn't step on my toes too much. You know what I'm talking about? And, and we got a good thing. Yeah, we got a good thing, but we need to let other people that we got a good thing. Let them know. Amen. I was thinking, how did, you know, have you ever thought about how you got to this church? Amen. Did somebody invite you or did God move on your heart? And maybe you saw a sign or something or, or somebody. Most of you probably got invited. Did most of you get invited? And then some of you got dragged in here, right? Some of you got dragged in. But most of you got invited. I remember when I got to the church and I was I was at the lowest of my low years ago. And this church has been established for a long time. And I got to this church because my family was in the church and they were getting some answers, answers to prayer. And, and God was moving on my family, my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my brother, brothers were here. And uh, and so I, I said, man, it seems to be they seem to be doing good. And uh, I wasn't going to church at that time. And then I, got, I came to church because I, there was people that I knew. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, and that's the way we connect people. To, just, just get people you know that aren't going to church and first start praying for them. And start believing. Because I'm believing that we're going to fill this building up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to say again, I believe we're going to fill this building up. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to say again, I believe. I believe we're going to fill this building up. Amen. Amen. Well, God's going to fill it up, but we're going to step out. We're going to step out and see the grace operate. Amen. So number three, discover our purpose. God has equipped every person with natural gifts and spiritual gifts to be used to build the body up. Romans 12, 4 and 6 says this way. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Okay, (laughs) can I read that again? For we are many members in one body. This is Paul talking about the, the, the body of believers. We're many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Amen. So we're, we're, we're not all called to do the same thing in a specific, in, in a specific area. So we're, we're, so we're being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. So in other words, we're connected. I'm connected to you. You're connected to me and you're connected to other people in this church. We're connected together as a body of believers. And we're here to build one another up. So he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And he goes on and talks about spiritual gifts. But we need to be using our gifts. Amen. The the question that I, I may ask you today, are you using your gifts to what God has given you? 
Are you using them to, 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 to what he's called you to do? He, he's given me gifts to minister, to preach. And, and, and I need to use my gift to, to, act, to help you guys move forward. So it says here that, that the fourth key, now listen to the keys. Know God. Say somebody say, know God. Know God. Find, freedom, Find freedom. Discover your purpose. And number four is to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Are we making a difference? Again, what the enemy will try to do is he will try to get us focused on ourselves and focus on our own problems that we have and keep keep us. You know, it's a gravitational force to be selfish. It's a it's a it's a a humanistic force. force that, that drives us inward. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But we need to be driven outward. Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We, we, need to, we need to fight this gravitational force of selfishness that will try to keep us from moving and adventuring out beyond our four walls. I'm, 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 the devil's sorry because, I, I, you know, I'm going to keep witnessing. You know, I, I thought about it again. I thought about the hour I witnessed over there and I prayed. You know what? I think I prayed for more people and witnessed for more people in an hour than I've done the entire year. Wow. Oh, man, I thought about that. I said, Lord, I think I preached to more people in one hour than I've done the entire year. I feel bad about that. <laughs> Are you listening? That's, 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 that's not, that's not, somebody say not good. Not good. That's not good, is it? Now, I probably did preach probably more, you know, but it sounds good anyway for the message. But uh, no, but really, I preached more in an hour. And prayed for more people outside the church. Why? Because I got tunnel vision. I thought, this is my flock. This is who I pray for. No, I'm, I'm here not just to pray for you guys and lift you guys up in prayer, which I'm here to do because you're the flock. I'm the pastor. I'm here to love on you. I love you guys. But I'm here to love on the world, too. Amen. Jesus said, he said, there's other people. He was talking about his disciples that in, that in, there are in other flocks that I'm going to have to bring into the kingdom of God. He, he was talking to his disciples. He said, there's other people groups talking really about the Gentiles. They didn't understand it at the time. But he was saying that he's going to have to bring in. Why? To make one family in God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so here uh, here we're here is to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And, and, and I, I, I want to make a difference. I want to make a bigger difference than I'm making. Amen. And here in Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said, let your light shine before men. They may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. I love that. I think that's something that we should, when we get up every morning, we should have that scripture. You know, we should read that scripture every morning. Let your light shine before men so men can see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Jesus said when he was preaching on the mount, he said, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You know, we're, 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 we're the light of the world. We're here to bring light into a dark world, people. Amen. You are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. The kingdom of God is in you. And we just need to release that kingdom into the world. Amen. 
So let's say this out loud. Uh, my purpose is to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Amen. Uh, John 15, 8. And I'm ta- really, I'm talking to you about joy. Because I don't, again, I don't think, you know, when, when Jesus sent his disciples out, I didn't finish that, that thought. But when he sent the disciples out, the Bible said, uh, I believe it's in Luke chapter 10. The Bible said that uh, the disciples came back with joy. They, and they said, even the devils are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, don't get so excited about that, but be excited. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. But, what he, but, but they came back. The Bible said they came back with joy. Amen. And I'm going to say this. You start stepping out. You start passing out a card. You start praying for somebody. And you know what God's going to do? He's going to download some joy in your life. Amen. He's going to give you some joy because some of us don't have the joy that we need. We, we don't, I believe that there's joy in expressly full of glory, the Bible talks about. I think that we haven't even tapped in to the joy that we could be walking in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? There, why? Because there's purpose in why we're here. There's purpose, glory to God. The devil's sorry that he ever messed with you, amen? He's sorry that, see, see all this is happening. Now, every week I'd come in and we're not seeing people come in. As a pastor, it's a slow death. I'm, I feel like I'm dying on the inside. God, we just got into a building. You should be filling this up. And he said, you need to do something. <laughs> Can I just be honest with you today? I love you guys, but, you know, we need, we need to expand the family. I got too. Com- you know, if you can just get too comfortable Amen. in your walk, and you don't, you're not pressing anymore. You're not pushing in the things of God anymore. You're just, we're just way too comfortable. And I'm going to say this: Don't get comfortable. Amen. Amen. And and we need, we need to keep pressing in. And so, the ultimate purpose of our life is to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And so, John fifteen eight, it talks about this. He says in John fifteen eight. He says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. So so Jesus is calling us to bear fruit. And that our fruit shall remain. What does that mean, pastor, to bear fruit? That means for us to grow. That means that for us to 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 uh, to expand the kingdom of God. That means for us to make a difference. That means for us to have a legacy of faith. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you can change somebody's life. For eternity, you can change somebody's life from going one way to going another way. You can change their life for are you, their destiny. We're destiny changers. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Say I'm a destiny changer. You, you can change somebody's destiny. And in the process of changing their destiny, you're going to change your own destiny. Glory to God. Ooh, glory to God. I'm fired up this morning. I'm trying to get through this message. Amen. 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 So it says here. Uh, so, so it says here uh, uh, in John 15, 11, This is This is it right here. These things I have spoken to you. You ready? That my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Ooh, Jesus actually said that. Jesus said in John 15, these things I have spoken to you that you may, that your joy may remain in you. That, 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 
He says that your joy will remain in you. Does that mean that your joy may not remain in you? That means that we could possibly lose some joy. That means that we may not have the joy of the Lord like we need. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That the joy would remain in you. What was this talking about? Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. That the joy may remain in you and that your joy will be made full. In other words, overflowing. You know, when we used to go out witnessing, even if nobody showed up in the church, I was always full of joy. I, after witness, I just like, man, I did something. I prayed for somebody. I expanded the kingdom. And regardless of what, what happened, them coming in on Sunday or what, that didn't matter. All I know is I just felt like, ooh, I just felt like I was on top of the world. Why? Because purpose. We're living out this kingdom purpose, glory to God. So, so anyway, God desires to bless us. Amen. God desires to bless us more than we can imagine so that we can be a blessing to others. The title of this sermon is blessed to be a blessing. And so and so Father Abraham, uh, Abraham, you've heard of him. He was in the Old Testament. He's in the book of Genesis. And God made a covenant with Abraham and he's called the father of our faith. Anybody ever heard of Abraham? Father Abraham, you know that old song? Amen. And uh, Father Abraham, I don't know the song too much, but... Uh, but Father Abraham, and, and he's the father uh, of our faith. Amen. God made a covenant with Abraham. And through Abraham, the Bible says, all the families of the earth will be blessed. In Genesis 12, 2 and 3, this is our blessing. This is your blessing this morning. He says, I will make you a great nation. This is God speaking to, to Abram in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. And verse 2 says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And you might say, well, pastor, that's for Abraham. That's a fourth. That was four thousand years ago. That's that's a promise for him. No, it's a promise for you, too. Well, can you prove that out, Pastor? Yes, I can. I can prove that out. How you can prove that out? Let's look at Galatians. Well, let's look at Galatians to prove that Abraham's blessing is our blessing. And in Galatians, you probably already know, in Galatians 3.14, it says this, uh, uh, New Living Translation, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles, meaning us, or the non-Jews, with the same blessing he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. So he's saying here, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing. And so in Galatians 3.29, it says it's even more clearer. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. And you are heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now, why would God... Why would that same promise that Abraham has, why would that belong to us through our relationship with God through Jesus Christ? Because God wants us to be a blessing. And did you see that? Did you see what he said? He said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. God, in other words, God wants you to be an influence. He, 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 he wants you to be, wow, that person, you know. God will actually will elevate who you are. Now, we don't elevate ourselves, but God will elevate you. 
Billy Graham, he, he didn't go out to make a name for himself, but he has a name. You hear the name Billy Graham. And you say, wow, that man really did something for God. See, God elevated Billy Graham, but, but Billy Graham elevated Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so God elevated, uh, so as, as Billy Graham elevated Mother Teresa, another one, she elevated Jesus and her name, you know, she didn't have to have a press conference. In other words, you know, they came to her. She was in Calcutta and she was feeding the poor and she was doing all these things and they came to her. And then they started writing down what she would say. And she has quotes, you know, and, and they, why? Because she was doing something. Uh, say, say to your neighbors, start doing something. Amen. So she was, she was doing something. Amen. Why? So, 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 so we need to start. We, in other words, there's a responsibility to the grace that God has given each one of us. Say there's a responsibility. I'm going to say this, that most of us, you know, they've done studies and, uh, about uh, uh, about people in America, about uh, about people being rich. And and most people don't think they're rich. Uh, no matter how much money you make, you can make, you know, so much. You know, they they they, they did a study about people making so much money and, and uh, one hundred fifty thousand a year. And they didn't consider themselves rich. And they said and then they, they did another study. They said, well, what what would be rich if you had five million dollars in assets? You know, and people that were all at different levels never consider themselves rich. But I'm going to say, if you got a roof over your head, you got one running water, you got you got food in your refrigerator, you're rich. You're rich. You're rich more than more. You're you're the top one percent of this world. Do you know how many people are starving in this in the world? Do you know the starvation ratio and, and all the people that are in poverty? And I'm telling you, you are more rich than you think you are. I don't think we realize how rich we are. Do you do you have a do you have a special room for your clothes? Called a closet. <laughs> And you go in there and you say, I don't have nothing to wear. I think you're rich. Do we, do we got a garage that holds our cars, a house for our cars? I think, we're, think about that. We have a little house for our cars. We never think about these things. You got running water. You don't have to go get water 10 miles down the road, carry it on your head and bring it back. You have running water. You're rich. Man, more, we're more rich than we think we are. And then, and then it says here uh, in 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19, it said, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. See, we can, we can get comfortable in what we have and we start thinking it's really just all about us. Say, it's not all about me. And it says, uh, it says here, uh, Teach those who are rich. This is 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19. And this is Paul talking to Timothy. And Timothy is a pastor of a church. And he's instructing Timothy what to say to the church. And he said, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. You know, money is unreliable. You can have a pile of it today and it can be gone tomorrow. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's reliable. You don't want to put your trust in money. Put your trust in God. Their, their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. 
So God's not, he's not against us having things. In other words, I'm, you know, you know, some, some, some people, some religions in, in the Christian, under Christianism, uh, Christendom, uh, would teach that if you're poor, uh, that you need to be poor for God. If you're poor, that means you're holy. I, th- I think that means you're dumb. <laughs> because you don't know what the Bible teaches about prosperity. Because if you're poor and barely making it, how are you going to help somebody else out? If you don't, if you don't have enough for you, and, and, and the Bible is very clear, we don't work for just for ourselves. We're, we, we don't work for a living. We work for a giving. We're not just working for ourselves. No, we're, it's not just for us. No, we're working for, you know, that's the reason why we give over 10% of our income back out into other ministries. That's the reason why we're doing water wells. And that's why we're, that's why we're reaching out to missions all over the world. That's why we're doing that. Why? Because we're not in this about ourselves. That's why we're feeding, uh, you know, the poor when we fill a seat. Why? Because we, we want to be a blessing. I, I want our church to be known as a church that blesses people. Is this helping anybody today? We're the church that blesses. We're the outreach church. We're, we're, we're the uh, benevolent church. We're the giving church. Glory to God. So it says here, their trust should be in God who richly gives us all things for enjoyment. God wants us to enjoy it. Tell them to use their money to do good. That they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He's saying here, use your money to do good, that they should be rich in good works, that we should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Think about this. I love what, what God has set up. When we give sacrificially and we give with the right heart motive out of love, not only will we reap what we sow down here. In other words, we'll reap a blessing down here. But it's a two-fold blessing. We are actually storing up riches in heaven. Oh, my Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, you're setting up because, you know, heaven's, you know, we're going to live a lot longer in heaven than we are down here. You know that? You know, you know, this life, the Bible says, is just a vapor. We're just here a short time. It's short. You know, life here is like this. Life in heaven's like this and keeps going and going and going. And when and, and so you can, I really believe, and we know this, and I'm going to teach on this, but, but, but there's going to be rewards in heaven. And there's going to be some people that are going to lo- lose rewards. I don't want to lose any rewards. I want all the rewards and the extras. You know, anybody ever, you ever go to school and you can do extra credit? Anybody ever did extra credit so you can make it a little bit extra? You, you do an extra report and, and you do that and you can get, you can get, enhance your grade and get an A plus, A plus, plus. So you can be the valedictorian. Now they outlawed that. You can't be a valedictorian anymore, but we won't go there. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And you can do that. I want, I, I, I want more rewards than, than what God already decided how much. I believe you can get more rewards. How, how's that? By, by being rich down here towards others 
And as you expand and be rich throughout the wide, by doing good works, by giving, you are building a foundation for the future. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You are building a foundation. Glory to God. And I want to build a foundation. I want I want to build a foundation down here. I want to leave a legacy down here. I, I, I just don't want to be the preacher. Just I don't want to be. I don't want people to say Exceed Life Church. Never heard of it. <laughs> I don't. I know. Oh, yeah. See, Life Church, I've heard of you guys. You guys are the ones that go out and witness. You guys are the ones that, that pray for the sick. You're, you guys are the one that, that gives into the community. I've heard of Exceed Life Church. You're the ones that, that, that if people come to church, you'll feed somebody, somebody that, that needs some food at the, at the Union Mission. I've heard about you guys. Exceed Life Church, never heard of you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say, hurt so good. I got to close this down. I can't even preach the rest of this. Amen. Listen, Jesus talks about the parable of the talents. And um, and he talks about that. He, he gives one guy. He, he talks about the parable of talents. And have you ever read that? I read that today and I was trying to find it, it talks about the guy that didn't that, that buried his talent. There, 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 there were three guys. There was three people. And he says there was a guy that 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 uh, this landowner gave him a talent, gave gave what? Five talents to one man, two talents to another and one talent according to their abilities to handle the talent. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so he gave the five talent man and the, and the guy went away for a long time. The, the owner of, of the company and uh, and then came back and the five talent man said, I doubled the talent from five to ten. And then, you know, Jesus said, well done. You want to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter in, there's the joy again, to the joy of your Lord. Somebody say joy. Joy. Enter in. I believe it's more than just entering in to heaven when we get there and you have joy there. I believe every day that we're doing the kingdom, God is saying, enter in to the joy of your Lord. You did something today. You stepped out. You witnessed to somebody today. Man, I even did it the following day. I witnessed to a guy that was at the dealership. I was getting some done and, 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 and I was talking to him and I gave him the whole salvation story and why Jesus died on the cross. He had to, he had to listen to me because he was trying to sell me something for my car. But um, <laughs> are you listening? he had to listen to me. Amen. Because he had to be polite. Be nice. I'm the customer. I'm always right. So I can preach for 15 minutes to the man. Right. And so and but but by the time I walked away, he understood what Jesus was all about. He came out of a Methodist background. He started telling me, well, I believe there might be a lot of other gods out here. I said, what? Said, Jesus, I got to set him straight. I believe that there's a lot of other gods. I mean, you came out of the Methodist background. John Wesley would turn around in his grave, man. John Wesley has raised up the Methodist church. Amen. Uh, how can you believe that? I said, I said, all religions aren't the same. You know, all religions are. Every religion is based on good works to try to earn your way to heaven. Christianity is the only religion based on grace and put, put in your faith in a man's good works, Jesus, for you to get to heaven. And so all religions are based on good works and hopefully you'll make it. But Christianity is based on grace. That Jesus already did the good work, went to the cross, paid the price, and I go on his ticket. 
And I do good works, not because I'm trying to make it to heaven. I do good works because I already have a place in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's the reason why I do good works. Because it's already been paid for. And out of my gratitude, out of my thanksgiving, because God saved me, i got to do something nice for somebody else. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I try to tell that man. When I say that man, when I said it to that guy, he finally figured out, man, it's not about me doing good. Because he said, oh, yeah, if I just do good, it's all going to work out. No, it's not going to work out, man. You're going off a cliff. What you're doing is you're denying that what Jesus did on the cross. If you're saying your goodness is good enough, then you're saying what Jesus did on the cross is worthless. Isn't that right? When you're standing in your own righteousness called self-righteousness. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Self-righteousness, the Bible says it's filthy rags. But when you're standing in God's righteousness because of the blood of Jesus, then none of us can boast. None of us can be, oh man, I did all these great things down here to make it in heaven. No, you received Christ. That's what got you in heaven. And even the good things that we do, it's only because we pray and God enables us to do good things. It's by his grace that we can do some good things. It's by his grace that I can go out witnessing. It's by his grace that I can pray for the sick. Are you listening to his grace? He gets the glory. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The two talent man doubled his talents. And then that one talent man buried his talent. And what happened? I was trying to find a translation that, that was really easy. And, and can, can it be? And, and Jesus said, you lazy, wicked servant. And I'm like, could it be any easier than that, Jesus? That's a little hard for the congregation. Lazy and wicked? Jesus actually said, you lazy, wicked servant. Why didn't you put, you know, you said, the guy said, well, I knew you were, were a man that sowed where you didn't reap. The guy didn't know Jesus, didn't know God at all. And then he said, I took the talent and I buried it. And, and then, then Jesus said, why didn't you at least put it in the bank account and gain interest? In other, well, what is that saying? Well, when I look at that, it's saying that God's looking for increase. Okay, I, I'm talking today. God's looking for us to increase. He's not looking for us just to maintain. He's looking for increase. He's looking for us to grow. He, are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, if it's working on me, it's working on you. What, what, what do you mean, Pastor? If I'm not, if I'm, when I come in here and I'm not seeing more people come in and get saved, delivered, set free, you guys must, might be thinking the same thing. Where's the people? Where's the people? Well, you need to get one. <laughs> Bring one in. Bring one in. Bring your family in. Start praying for your family. I don't want to be the wicked and lazy servant. I don't want to be the one that, that, that's thrown into outer darkness. You know, the reason why, listen, outer darkness can mean this. And I'm closing here because i got to close this thing down, man. I could preach another hour. But anyway, um, you, you, in other words, the reason why people are, as Christians are dealing with depression and oppression. You know why, why there, there's depressed Christians out here? That's an oxymoron. There should not be a depressed Christian out here. But, but we as Christians, we go through depression, times of depression, don't we? And, what, and the Lord was revealing to me when people are going through depression, what it is is they're too focused on themselves. And if you start getting out of yourself 
and start focusing on others, your depression will go away. Oh, man, I just helped somebody today. I just helped somebody today. I'm reading a book called Unshakable Trust. Man, I got to close this down. Unshakable Trust. And it's by Joyce Meyer. And she said, one of the things we need to do is if, if we're dealing, if we're dealing with fear and anxiety in our life, it's because we're not truly trusting. We're not trusting God. And, 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 and then she said in, in these areas, because we're waiting for things to come to pass, we're trying to see things come, you know, our prayers to be answered. And then she said in, in one of the chapters, she said, if you want to really walk in unshakable trust, start going out and doing good things for people. Say, I'm going to do some good things for people and maybe even help my family members. No, I'm kidding. That I don't like too much. But are you, any family, any of you get, get upset with your family members? You've tried witnessing to them and it's like a rock. You, you talk to them, it's like talking to a wall. It's like a blank look on their face. They're looking at you like, what did you come out of? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You know what you need to do? Pray for them. You need to pray for those. We need to intercede for those that are around us and then ask God to give us an opportunity to minister. And it may not be us. Ask God to send laborers in their path to get them on the right track with God. Amen. i got to close this down. i got, I got a, a, one more point, but I can't close. I, I'm going to have to give this point next week. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, man, gosh, jeez, oh my gosh! You know what? We're we're going to be fasting in twenty. Uh, we're going to do a twenty-one day fast uh, in January. I hope you join us for that. And in, in that in fasting, it talks about in Isaiah fifty-eight the fasting scripture, and it talks about uh, about fasting. And really, fasting is not just for us, but it is for us. And it talks about as we fast. Uh, it says here uh, in Isaiah 58, 5 through 12, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. So as we fast and we pray, it's designed to, to loose the burdens. Amen. I really believe in our lives and, and, and to break every yoke of bondage. Why? So, so if you're free, you'll be free to do what God's calling you to do. And the reason why we're not doing what God really wants us to do, because we're bound up. And we need to be set free. And then when we get set free and start doing these things, uh, there's 12 blessings in Isaiah. It says your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Uh, if you take away the yoke from the midst of the pointing of your finger and speak in wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, talking about reaching out to people, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought and, and the Lord will strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like springs of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build up the waste places and you shall raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in. These are 12 blessings when we get out of ourselves, start fasting and praying and allow God to use us. We're going to walk in those blessings. How many people want to walk in those blessings? Just raise both hands and, and receive it in Jesus name. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your mercies today. And we thank you, Father God, that you're raising this church up. 
to do great and mighty things, Father God. I thank you for the precious people here. I thank you, Father God, for the precious people watching online. And Father, I thank you, Lord, maybe perhaps you're here today or maybe you're watching online and you have not made a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And if, and, and if, if you're being moved on today and you know you need to make a decision for Christ, pray this pray a, prayer after me and meaning your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.